So welcome to Bunker Mentality's Golfcast. Uh, a few weeks ago, we had a, a podcast with um, Luke Willett, a PGA pro, a good friend of ours, who was embarking on what we called the Great uh, British Open Golf Challenge. And then um, he's now completed that very successfully. He uh, he did he played fourteen Open Championship courses in ten days, and he cycled about eight hundred and fifty miles. And he's still alive, and he never hit any cars. So we we've, we've got him on. <laughs> we've, we've got him on. I think I think I've got him out of his bed because I think he's been sleeping for about a week now. But we've got him on here today. Um, there's Nicola here and Tom. So we've got him on to to ask some questions uh, about his his amazing experience. Bear in mind, don't feel too much sympathy for him because this was his crazy idea, you know. And he's still alive to tell the tale. So look, Luke, how are you? I'm I'm pretty good actually. I was just thinking as you you were talking there. I was like, man, this is pretty cool. I have been resting, and this is the first pod I've done, a podcast I've done, talking about the challenge. And uh, yeah, I'm super excited about this. So yeah, this is gonna be cool. Yeah. So um, did did you get any flat tires? <laughs> Jump right in with the uh, <laughs> yeah. I like it. Well, you know what. Uh, the answer to that, the short answer to that is yes, I got two. Uh, I had an even better question for someone else recently. They said, "Oh, tell us about the challenge," and then the guy goes, "No, tell us about the pain." So yeah, it sounds like we're going yeah. the same route. <laughs> well, no, you know, Mike, we, we spoke before you went, and my concern was flat tires and and all that stuff, and um, you know, getting hit with the bus. So, so that was, I was clearly concerned about that, and um, you happily avoided the bus. So, um, so, they, so tell us about the golf then. I mean, you started off. Um, at Carnoustie, uh, I think on the, was it Friday morning? Yeah, Friday. Um, and you played that first and then you cycled up to St Andrews. So how was it at the start? I mean, you know, were you still f- feeling nervous or did you just think, you know, a bit like when you go into exams, oh, I've got to just get on with it now? Hmm. Um, it's it's so lovely to look back on it. And, you know, I'm starting to starting to see it in this bigger picture now because when you're when you're knee or even waist or, or neck deep in in this thing you you don't have any room to think about what it is you're doing I think that's the key actually to actually pulling these sort of things off but um yeah you, you you're just living every minute as they come by so uh how was it oh gosh it was it was insane but looking back on it now you know it's just been an incredible experience and one that I am utterly uh, lucky to have done. So the golf, my goodness, it was incredible. Carnoustie, incredible. St. Andrew's, incredible. Every golf course was incredible. Uh, that was my Zen moment and the relaxation to it all. But one of them must have been your favourite. Which one of the uh, the 14 was, was I, I guess, either the one that you were looking forward to the most or the one you enjoyed the most? The last one. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I was lucky that, you know, this this the next open championship venue is was my final course that's pretty cool actually um yeah. but, but what what was my favorite um I still sort of slightly struggle with that one um I'm getting closer to the answer uh because you know I'm, I'm starting to sort of peel away at the onion you know the most challenging for me was Port Rush. you know it was it was a fairly cold breeze fairly stiff breeze probably about 30 to 40 mile an hour uh, at times and it was cold. It was off the Atlantic and it was bitterly cold. Um, and, and, and as it happens on that day, you guys know that I like to get around a quick round of golf. Well, on that day, I think I was probably about four hours, uh, which, hey, for most probably is all right. That's an average round. But 
yeah, I was, I, you've got to remember, I did Muirfield, you know, just before that in two hours. I did Turnbury, and Turnbury is probably the most photogenic golf course you could probably ever play. And I did that in two and a half hours. Um, you know, I wasn't running around. You know, it was quite funny. I remember when I finished Turnbury, and these these guys, you know, the the, the, the pros in the shot were saying, "You you finished? You know, you, have you not just finished nine holes?" And I was like, "No, no, I finished." And I was like, "Did you run around?" I was like, "No, no, no. I took my time. I took loads of photos. You know." Um, I, How did you manage to do it in such a short time then? Um, with the shots. <laughs> you're saying short time, but um, you know, I, I honestly said to him, I was like, you know, guys, that I took my time. I, I, I you know, I really, <laughs> I really soaked in the scenes and looked out on the, you know, on the beautiful coastline and and uh, you know, took took advantage of the of the lighthouse and all this all this stuff. You know, I was like, oh man, I was crouching down and. Yeah, I I just walk around and play my golf, and you know I, I it's I, I guess around a golf is probably about seven kilometers when you think about it, and how long does it take to walk seven k? You know, it's 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 not that long, and I don't know. Anyway, it's probably not the thing we want to be talking about. And there was such beauty around; it was amazing. Um, so did you, did you play? But did you play every round? Um, you played s- several rounds with other people, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I did. I mean, I was. There was, a, there was a couple of rounds I played on my own. Muirfield was one of them. Um, that, to be honest with you, I wouldn't have wanted to play with anyone that day because it was it was that was probably about forty five mile an hour wind and it was cold and it was everywhere in the whole of Edinburgh was flooded, and yeah, yeah, it was brutal. So I was trying to get back into the clubhouse as quickly as I could, and my goodness, that was one of the nicest clubhouses I think I've ever set foot in in my life. Um, yeah, that was a real masterpiece. So <laughs> it was it was lovely to get back into that. But yeah, no, I I think I think the challenge was definitely one of the people, and it was just the people I met were incredible. I mean, sometimes you get these little reminders about how wonderful people are and how wonderful the golf world is. This was one of them. I mean, every single place I, I set foot in or set you know went to, and, and not even the golf, just in between the golf, people were just amazing. I mean. How they how they you know looked after me and and everything else I, I was up, just totally blown away, um, you know and and feel free to tease a tease tease an example out of me but you know there's just so many you know this yeah. you know all these stories of you know playing golf courses with with sort of historians of the, the the various different courses and they're talking about the various bunker names. And and the you know the famous golfers who to have, have set foot on it, and then they then go off into you know wonderful stories of their own, you know, and and, and yeah. just just hearing hearing those stories, you know, you and then hearing the passion behind it. It's it's not the detail of the story. It's just hearing these people who love what they do and sharing that with you. And wow, you know, it's touching to have experienced that. And I guess that gave you quite a bit of energy as well. I mean, that, that's the beauty of it, isn't it? When you're doing that, as you say, you're meeting wonderful people with great stories, and that that gives you energy because at the end of the day, you know, you must get up in the morning and that that your bum's sore from yesterday, and you've got to get back on the bike again. You know, and so I guess all those stories may have helped you speed along the road. I guess. Yeah, I, I don't know about speed along the road, but they definitely kept me going. Um, it was it was a it was a it was a definitely. Look, I'm not a professional cyclist. I'm I'm a I'm a golf fanatic and I love my game and I love the adventure and I you know in, in some ways I'm maybe even on a bit of a you know a lot of people say oh, you know you're quite modern in your approach and you're innovative and all this sort of stuff 
do you know what? I actually think I'm just taking golf back to its origins. You know, before when golf first started, I don't even think that, no, no, there wouldn't have been a golf course. You know, it would have been people with nope. some really cool, quirky looking uh, tools, clubs, you know, and, and then they had these balls and they'd just be banging them down a beach into holes and or on a, a frozen lake into, you know, cracks in the lake. So I, I guess I'm taking golf back to that in a funny kind of way. And I'm just adventuring and exploring. And, uh, you know, for me, I just love the creativity of what you can do on a golf course. And uh, yeah, and so, you know, the, the, the golf was definitely relaxation. It definitely kept me going. Um, it definitely gave me, I think without the golf, it would have probably, yeah, it would have been a hard challenge to, to finish. Um, mind you, then you think about it, it was the golf that made me cycle into the mid- midnight hours and, and the, you know, set off at ridiculous o'clock. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> either way, they, they made a wonderful marriage. And, uh, there were times where, when I was on the bike and I thought actually biking, cycling is just incredible as well. And um you know th- there is no two ways about it you know uh, cycling is incredible and i just wish i could have taken more scenic routes um in the end because of the constraints of time and everything else with what i was doing i in the end i was cycling down dual carriageways and all kinds of stuff so it was wow. uh, pretty nuts on the bike i have to say but uh there were there were real upsides to the cycling as well and 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 you know what as as hard as the cycling got um i think it's safe to say that those hard moments are, I don't know, in some ways the highlights as well. I mean, I think, you know, every everything that I've ever done in this kind of adventuring sort of side of things is, you know, every time I get to these real tough places and then I, you, you sort of walk through the other side, you know, you, you, you survive, you, you suddenly, you're sort of callousing yourself and you're, you, I don't know, you're just sort of showing how strong you can be and how much further you can go. And, you'd never know those things until you, you, you did them. So yeah, it's, it's incredible. It's truly, truly incredible. But I guess you wouldn't have done the, uh, the cycle ride without the golf then. I mean, you know, 850 odd miles on the bike, uh, <laughs> it seems like a long way, but the golf t- t- tended to break that up a lot. Yeah. But the, the, um, the, the golf in itself, I mean, how many clubs did you actually carry? Cause just to let everybody know, you, you did all this on a bike. You had all your clothing on a bike uh, and you had your clubs on a bike, so you carried everything, yeah? So how many clubs did you actually have and what were they? So I, I had four clubs um, and, it, I, you know, I'm starting to get used to playing with four clubs um, now. You know, I, it all started out because of speed golf um, and I thought, well, actually, I can play a bit of golf doing this. I mean, recently I went around four over par and, you know, that, that four over par was in, what was it, in 40 minutes or something. Um, so, yeah, getting used to playing with four clubs. What, and, you did whoa, whoa, whoa. You did 18 holes in 40 minutes? Well, yeah, I didn't do that. That wasn't part of this challenge, but that was that was something. No, no, but, no I, I realise that. But even so, <laughs> that's, sorry, in 40 minutes? Was that the speed golf? Yeah, that was definitely, <laughs> that was speed golf. I wasn't in a buggy. Um, yeah, but even then, I mean, sorry, 40 minutes. Yeah, and to shoot four over—that's a hell of a bad score. What were you doing? I know. I, I, me, that, that in itself is quite impressive. I mean, you I know, the zone that day definitely. Um, oh wow! Definitely. I think I had the secret sauce. Yeah, I had a good good bowl of porridge. I think that was how I started. <laughs> the funny thing is, you laugh about this. So I did that in forty minutes and everything else, and that was after getting up at I think two thirty in the morning to get to the venue because it was in Devon. So it was like a, oh, a crazy wow. day from home. <laughs> so, 
the four clubs, what, what were the four clubs you used on this challenge then? Uh, so the three three words, six iron, wedge. Oh, wedge. That's the best bit. So wedge. Pitching wedge, just to be quite clear. That's a pitching wedge. Has anyone listening played any of these golf courses? If you have, you will appreciate why I keep saying pitching wedge, not sand wedge, not lob wedge. Pitching wedge. These bunkers are, I mean, one of them, I, I, I didn't actually go in this particular one, but it's called the Coffin. Uh, you know, it's a great name. because it is, yeah. It's a killer. <laughs> these bunkers are so deep, it's not funny. I mean, look, I'm, I'm over six foot tall and most of them are probably about as high as me. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. And they're sheer vertical lips. So a pitching wedge is really not the club. You need as lofty club as possible. So anyway, the irony is I, I'm magically not too bad at using a pitching wedge at getting out of these bunkers. Um, you know, I had to be creative and fiddle out some, figure out some really quirky way. And I think there's probably a couple where I left it in, but, you know, all in all, I played a lot of, lot of you know uh you know went through a lot of bunkers and um and uh yeah I, I got it out so yeah it was just incredible um you know using four clubs means you have to be eternally adventurous eternally creative I didn't have 14 clubs I had four clubs you know I was yeah. missing, I was missing 10 clubs but you know I'm starting to get used to playing with that many clubs in fact here's one for you um such is I'm getting, you know, I'm getting so used to just using four clubs that I am playing in a pro event on Friday. And I think I might just play in that event with four clubs. And that's not to yeah. make a statement. That's just yeah. it makes my bag nice and light. Um, and I kind of enjoy being creative and I kind of enjoy the constraint that I'm putting on myself. And, you know, for me, I... <laughs> For me, golf is a lot more than the score these days. You know, I, I just love going and then exploring and seeing what I can do. And, you know, there is no better feeling than with all the world against you, kind of Mount Everest against you in terms of club selection. And then you suddenly pull off this remarkable shot. And I don't mean hit it 300 yards with a pitching wedge. I mean, you know, as I say, you got your three wood and then you you manage to create this remarkable shot that a three wood is not designed for. Uh pretty cool what's going to because i mean a lot of these courses are long you know um, you've no driver with you so then so i'm confused as to how you can still get around it quickly and um, playing a three wood and a six iron <laughs> I, I know you're being creative but i'm stretching my imagination no, I, I think i think it's one of those things that um i would happily invite anyone to join me on one of these little things or even better just why don't you give it a go, you know, and, and see what happens. And, you know, I think the, the thing from my point of view is I'm trying to inspire people to get out and try things and maybe not just get up mountains, but just try things a bit differently on your own golf course. You know, that could be going to play 18 holes with one club, you know, and, and what club would it be, you know, and think it through. Um, and then, then go out and just do it. In fact, don't think it through, just get a club and just do it. You know, that's, yeah. you know, one, one of the, here's a golden, golden question. So, Luke, you know, how did you pull off this crazy challenge? I, do you know what? I think it was partly down to the fact that I didn't really know how big it was. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I remember the great thing was, Robert, you calling me up and saying, Luke, are you, are you aware of the madness that you're getting yourself into? And, I, and I, I remember this conversation. I remember talking to you and I was, I was in London at Hampstead at the time. And I was looking out and I was thinking, 
Yeah, not really, you know. Um, and then, you know, I remember you coming back at me with, uh, you know, Luke, um, do you know, do, do, can you imagine how, you know, how big this is? This should be global. And I remember, I just remember this conversation so clearly. Um, and, and I, you know, I was sort of thinking, well, yeah, yeah, I think it's quite big. You know, these are some quite amazing courses. And I, I guess it's quite a long way. Um, but, you know, I think that's just the point. You know, the, the, the more we we get bogged down with the size of these things, the, the less we're likely to do these things, you know. So, I mean, crikey, you wait and, you wait and see what some of the things I want to do next year. But, you know, <laughs> and, and I'm sure I'll be getting a, a call for, on the 11th hour from you saying, Luke, are you ready? You know, have you, have you got, have you? <laughs> well, my, my point, my point around that was really the fact that I, I thought it was such an, a tremendous, unbelievable challenge that, yeah, the, the world should know about it. You know, and I think that, that given a bit more time, you know, and, and the ability to, to promote it and market it and get others to, to buy into it, it would, it would have brought more, more, um, you know, people to the, to the audience, if you like. And, uh, and, and, and it would have made the challenge, um, much more famous and of course the whole idea was for you to raise money as well so that would have been all good but I guess what you're saying is that these things are, are, are such great challenges that actually it's a good idea to think of it and then you know um, just get on with it yeah. but uh, I, I, I just think that you know my concern was more about you reaching a big enough audience to make an impact so how do you feel about that now in, in terms of since you've finished it um, do you feel you've you've um, had quite a lot of feedback people have recognised it the 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 challenge that you've done great question i like that um so in terms of the impact i mean like i've said a couple of times already you know i i'm on it i'm on a sort of mission to inspire people to go out and try things and obviously if if i'm not reaching anyone they're not going to try anything um so i yeah there's a couple of things i think about this one um yeah i think we've 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 done well um you know, I'm I'm not someone who judges myself on. Yeah, we did it. That was it. You know, because I feel you can always do more. You know, and you in you always you always you know it's always you're always trying to do your best of what you can personally do. You know, so what I would say is this challenge, the Great British Open Challenge, is one of many to come. Um, so, in terms of did we reach on this particular one? From my point of view, we did a lot more than uh, what ha- I have pre- previously done. Um, but for me, this is this is this is kind of snowballing. Um, this is just the start, you know. Oh, maybe the start was last year when I climbed a few mountains and ran a long way and did a few other crazy things. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but you know, it is just the start, you know. And and I really want this to be a, if you like, subculture within golf. I want this to be bigger than me. You know, and from from my point of view, you know, I've got ideas about what I want to do next year. And you know, whilst I was whilst I was sort of getting ready to to chat to you guys today, I had a few minutes that I was like, oh, okay, let's get on the let's start planning a few things for next year. And oh boy, I've got some great ideas. And you know, these things are we're going to happen. Um, in fact, you know what, they're going to happen. Um, and you know, I I. I Here's the coolest thing and the most touching thing. When you get phone calls from family members of people that, you know, were with me, young kids uh, that were with me, young juniors, and, and they said, oh, you know, we're, our son is, is you know, he's, he's, um, he's, he's, he's got, you know, high hopes to, to, to make it. And we're also aware that how tough the game is. But we are so, so grateful for the time that you shared with 
our son and uh you know it's 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 given him something else you know and and he he sees more to the game now and and he's he's just yeah had a great time with you and that's that's something in itself i'm just having a great time on the golf course you know i had a I had a chat with a member of my golf club earlier today and you know he was struggling with with this that and the other and i said to him well when was the last time you played the golf course and saw looked at the you know the trees and the colors of them and then you saw the sort of woodpeckers fly by and all this sort of stuff and you know he sort of said well i don't know i haven't really seen them because i've been so bogged down with technique and this that, and the other and i said well come on let's start enjoying the game a bit more um so yeah uh I, you know it's funny isn't it i i i love these chats but i i i I get so into each question, I sort of get lost. <laughs> you know, it's... Uh, it's- but I, I think that's, that's a good point, though. I mean, you know, one of the things that we always try and push as a, as a, as a brand is enjoy the game. I mean, that's that's kind of like our, our thing is we're always saying to people enjoy the game. And you do meet, you meet a spectrum of people. And I think it's always interesting. And if you, if you watch social media, there's always someone on there saying, oh, I've had a terrible round and, you know, I need to spend more time in the range and blah, blah, blah. And you think, yeah, okay, fine, but you know, whatever you're doing, you know, you should have an optimism that hey, the next shot's going to be better, you know, and, and it's, it's that enjoyment. And as you say, nature, the wildlife, being with friends, or being on your own and just relaxing and having a good time. And I think that that's one of the things about golf is there's that competitive end of it. You know, people play five-a-side football, but they don't think that they're going to be Ronaldo. But I think a lot of golfers go out there with with the, the desire to to hit good scores that that really probably way beyond them, and and the sacrifice and enjoyment for chasing something down, which may last for just a minute or a couple of minutes, or they may do it once or twice. But you know, but pursuing those kind of objectives, I think if you're younger, it's fantastic. But the whole ethos really has to be about enjoying the game because those you talk about the origins of the game. You know, people played on the coast, they played in beaches and the sand dunes, and that was it. It was just going out to hit something around and enjoy it. And I think sometimes golf gets too obsessed by this thing about performance, 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 you know. And I think what you've shown here is there's a hell of a lot more to this game than just playing 18 holes and trying to beat, you know, par all the time. Mm. And that's, I think that's, that's the thing that I, just the same as you guys, you know, are trying to, trying to give a voice to this. Um, and, and you know, here's the great thing. You know, it's not one or the other. I think mm, they both yeah. build each other. <laughs> That's the beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, in terms of the, um, uh, <clears throat> you know, there must there must have been some. You must have enjoyed the rain, I suppose, <laughs> because there was a hell of a lot of it. You know, I mean, the first four or five days were were, were just rain all the time, weren't they? Yeah, there was there was a bit of rain, definitely. Um, there were some pretty bad days, actually, as well. Um, it's safe to say. And and I think that the, the, it's, it's true to be said that the first two days were the worst in terms of the rain. Um, it w- The rain came back again towards the end of the challenge as well, but it wasn't it was more showery. You know, the, I think it's safe to say there was probably a good 24-hour period in the, the opening couple of days where it just didn't stop raining, and it was heavy, really heavy. You know, I was cycling through what can be described as lakes um so it's pretty pretty nerve-wracking because you know you'd never wouldn't know if there was a drain cover off or anything like that not that i was even going through my mind i was just trying to get from place to place i was just trying to survive um but yes i guess all that bad weather is offset by kind of raising over ten thousand pounds for the gold foundation that just i guess that keeps going when you see that total yeah no i think I i can't stop now 
everyone's everyone's watching what I'm doing. <clears throat> yeah, I, th- I think it definitely helps having you know the the, the support and that story and and uh, as you say the, the the fundraising it's there was just so many reasons why you know i just had to keep on going and um you know and uh it's yeah it was an incredible experience definitely i mean t- talking about the <laughs> talking about the rain i have to say i mean here's here's a great quote for you guys i mean the 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 waterproofs and the gear that you gave me i mean what better testament <laughs> right um our gear survived the test of 800 plus miles on the bike um we'll use that as a quote now <laughs> survived the test yeah, of, yeah it's a good point 14 uh you know open championship venues in in you know the harshest harshest of conditions in autumn you know you know the pros are playing it in the summer my goodness um yeah but in in the in you know in the autumn at times where the wind was gusting up to 40 miles an hour you know my my cap to the main part managed to stay on so clearly your bunker mentality <laughs> kept aerodynamically made in wind tunnels uh, yes of course that was fully intentional yeah <laughs> we, we spent <laughs> thousands on that rmd no, no doubt about it, yeah. <laughs> no, but you know i kept warm and i kept dry which is something to be said um yeah you know it it really was something else so yeah you guys may well be the guys who are trying to create a fun loving company that at times sort of goes a little bit out and beyond into some really funky stuff but actually you know if we come back to the functionality you're ticking all the boxes that's pretty cool um, uh, yeah thank you for that so there's a there's a there's a sweet little uh advert there um because <laughs> well, we genuinely are looking at each other we hadn't really thought about that yeah so we should we should be on the the home page you know bunker mentality you can cycle 850 miles play 14 open championship courses and it will stand the test not a problem yeah and and yeah. actually it, it works really well as pajamas as well because that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah ideal christmas <laughs> yes yeah bunker pajamas yeah that, that's a good idea actually that is an idea why don't you yeah, actually, yeah yeah but the well thank you for that I mean, that's really quite reassuring actually we hadn't thought about that but the, the um the, the thing that always struck me was the getting to the end of it so you get to the end of it i mean does it look as daunting now as it did at the start i mean you're talking you're waxing lyrical you're thinking of all the good time you had but there must be some times where you thought geez what am i doing here you know yeah i think i definitely think the hardest part was that that first two days i really mean it that was hard yeah i mean i i had to learn a lot and learn very quickly about quite a few things at that and i'll, I'll give i'll just drop in a couple of light points here um you know i, I start off at canoosti great you know just fabulous sun sun out warm no wind and then on the 18th green, they come out and, and drop a £5,000 check towards a charity, which is just something else. Um, then I'm on a 20-mile bike ride to St. Andrews. Ten miles in, it just starts hammering down. Uh, I get to St. Andrews. Uh, the burn in front of the first is pretty much overflowing. You know, it didn't need much more rain. It would have been flooded. Um, you know, not often you, you hear of that or think of that for St. Andrews. Um, played that round then finished at 6 p.m. just as it was getting dark also just hold a 
45 yard putt which was quite nice on the um on the last and the valley of sin so it's memory that would definitely live with me forever um but yeah finish that round at 6 p.m and the challenge starts i think it's safe to say because at that point when everyone else is thinking all right yeah it's getting dark you know it's been rainy let's go and have a nice shower and warm up you know get cozy i suddenly think yep I've got to get on the bike and I'm going to cycle all the way to Edinburgh. And, you know, it's probably about an hour's drive from St. Andrews, you know, and an hour's drive in the rain from St. Andrews is probably going to be a bit harsh, not nice. Yeah. It's dark. Yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, I get on my bike and, um, you know, that's, as I say, it, it's dark <laughs> um, and it's raining really heavy. And there's, you know, there's a few hills that I'm going up and down over and, you know, at the bottom of these hills, there's floods, you know. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so, and then, you know, um, here's the other point, you know, then I'm starting, suddenly realising that my sat-nav is, is, is all funked up, you know, it's, it's gone all funky into, um, to sort of like the real scenic, 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 scenic cruise. So then I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to unfunk this and put it onto, you know, some more direct routes. And anyway, that came later in the challenge when I suddenly figured that out. So, but for the first few days, I was just on these long, crazy routes. And yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was tough, you know? And so luckily I had a bit of an understanding of the route. And so I could sort of, you know, figure my way out. And, but it was tough. You know, it was it was definitely there were times where I remember at about I don't know ten thirty eleven o'clock and I I stopped off in this um, fast food joint and that was definitely not how I wanted to feel myself and but I just needed to stop and get into some warm warm you know I just need some warmth and I ideally I stopped at this fast food joint to get a cup of tea and and they didn't have that and they're like oh we have all this other stuff and I'm like that's just not going to fuel me I've got so many more miles and so many more days to go anyway so I had a pizza and you know that was I, I sort of wish I didn't have that you know nothing wrong with pizza and I love food like that you know everyone does and everyone needs a bit of comfort food but uh, it didn't really help you know and I remember that was repeating on me for the next hour or two until I got to my hotel and then it was also repeating me on the next morning because I had to get up at 4 a.m. to go cycling again to to, uh, to Muirfield when I cycled from Edinburgh to, to Muirfield. Um, so, yeah, it was, look, it was, there were definitely tough moments. And, you know, there were, there were times, in fact, I had to get off my bike. My feet were so numb. I was like, I'm going to get frostbite, um, you know, because it got then from the wet, we then had like sheer frost and cold. Um, so some of the early mornings were just ice everywhere um and uh i had to get off my bike every few hours just to make sure that i had life in my my feet and toes and hands because if i didn't move around they were just yeah they were so numb i couldn't move them yeah <laughs> so yeah there were some interesting moments that's for sure but then at that moment you look up and you see this beautiful clear blue sky and you see the moon you see the stars like you've never seen because like, i live in london i don't see stars you know Other yeah of course yeah you know, so yeah, you, you, you hear owls and you fly over, and you see bats, and you know. So w- within all the pain, there's there's you know some absolute crazy highlights. So it's uh, yeah, it's yeah. How long did it take you to get from St Andrews to Edinburgh? Because that is a that's a journey. Uh, I think it was about six hours. Wow, six hours in the rain. 
I mean, I've got and to because yeah. and at night in the dark. And when you were saying that, and I was thinking about, it, I thought I don't like driving that. I mean, going on a bike. I mean, that's a challenge in itself. Yeah, it was. It was just over six hours. I mean, it, it was. It was. It was horrible. It really was. And and what was worse about it was, as I say, I knew I then had to get up at silly o'clock, and the forecast was looking horrendous. And it was horrendous. It was just hammering down. Um, it didn't. It didn't stop. So I mean, yeah. If you can imagine Edinburgh, you know, Edinburgh is not exactly the flattest city, and the streets were just literally had rivers flying down them. Um, so yeah, and you, that, actually, you actually stayed in the city centre. Yeah, well, I was in a Holiday Inn Express, so not quite city centre, but yeah, just just outside. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, it was it was pretty nuts. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, look, I happen, I'm happy to talk about these things because it was you know there was. I, you know, one thing I made sure was, was that I, I always had a shower after every day. Um, I, you know, I had to really, really take care of my hygiene given, you know, you, you I think earlier at the, at the very start, you're talking about, you know, you got in the saddle and this that, and the other. And yeah, you know, that was something I was mindful of, you know, I'm not someone who is used to cycling hundreds of miles every day, you know, and I knew that the saddle was going to become rather painful. Um, so I knew that the only way I was going to do that however sleep deprived I was and obviously I wasn't at that particular point but that was going to come later every single day I had to get in the shower and I had to clean myself and um you know I had to really take care and you know as much as I am someone who I I take on these uh, adventures in a in a kind of real adventure mindset in the sense of I don't I, I like to be in the unknown I like to adventure um i definitely did my research in terms of how to survive an adventure you know and and i am starting to build up a you know a real understanding of how to do these things you know and and uh you know it's it's you know whether that's been when i've climbed mountains in the middle of winter you know and and got sheer knife edge ridges and this sort of stuff and or to these big long bike rides that i'm doing or you know big swims in glacial lakes i mean you know (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's pretty nuts when I think about it. Um, it's pretty cool in some ways, but yeah, there you go. Yeah, well, it's it's kind of your thing, really, isn't it? I mean, that that's that's what it's all about. That's how you see life, um, and it's it's down to you. That's where you want to do it. So so why not? I mean, I think this this challenge in particular has been quite fascinating. Uh, we we talked before um, you went, and I was saying to you don't forget to get some trophies, you know, and did you get the scorecard for every round? Did you get a flag from the course? What, did you get anything? Yeah, I got a few little cool things, which is pretty cool. I remember Carnoustie, that was, uh, I haven't really made a point, and maybe I should have made this point at the very start. I mean, uh, I think the question earlier was, uh, you know, what was my favourite course? Um, they were all so hospitable, but, you know, that the the definitely, I'll come back to Carnoustie again, they were so friendly, my goodness. What a just charming, charming club venue. Um, so in terms of trinkets, I remember I, I, I'm just doing this chat with a, a local TV company um, and then they come out and then they give me uh, this this hat with the Iron Golfer embroidered in the back of it. And oh, I'm like, nice. Okay, that's nice. Um, <laughs> do you just whiz that one up? You know, and it's it's just all these like, yeah. So yeah, there were lots of trinkets and lots of little mementos that, you know, I'm, I'm definitely going to look at, you know, seeing how we can sort of raise a little few extra pennies to, to, to help. 
um, yeah. the Golf Foundation, um, you know, with their efforts and well, just help grow the game. You know, yeah. we talk about we're raising money for the golf agent. We're not raising money for the golf agent. We're raising money for golf. We're ho- we're we're hoping by raising this money that we're going to have this ever more prosperous game. And that's you know, as as a as a dad of three, you know, Golf Foundation supports junior golf, but that's good. And then as a as as the dad who is a golf pro. That's also pretty cool because you know it's, it's helping his the industry that he loves so dearly. Yeah. Um, so. Just on the, uh, did you do you know the score of each round? Did you get a record of that? Uh, score scores of each round. There were some rounds that it was somewhat impossible to score. Uh, for example, one of my favourite rounds of golf, Hoylake, uh, Royal Liverpool. I was just in a complete daze i mean it, it, it's funny isn't it i i the, what, it's funny that i was in days after cycling like lunatic um and sleeping nothing at all. i mean there was definitely moments where i was looking around and i i was i don't know where i was yeah i was on like a parallel universe i was so tired you know i'd probably done i don't know what that was the fifth or sixth day um and and every day i was pretty much on about an average of four hours of sleep if not even less um, and that, you know, four hours of sleep plus having, you know, r- rode 100 miles a day, having almost played 36 holes a day and everything else that was going on, you know, it's not really good recovery. Um, so in terms of scoring, yeah, we got a few good scores. We've got St. Andrews, which was three over, which was definitely scoring wise a highlight. Um, and yeah, there was... So there were there was definitely some scored rounds, but there were some where it was just I was just on another planet. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> and, well, that's understandable. I mean, you know, given what you just said there, I mean, four hours sleep, having done as you see a couple of rounds of golf, cycled a hundred miles, etc. So when you're waking up, let's get to four a.m. and you're waking up and you realise, oh, I'm in a bed in a hotel, and I'm in the middle of this crazy challenge. <laughs> Do you, did you actually think? Oh, I'm just going to roll over. No, or... I never thought that, but I, I tell you what, I did think. I'm laughing because I let, I did as as the days went on, I did progressively get worse. I mean, it's it's safe to say that I always there was never a doubt in my mind that I was going to get up, but it definitely got harder to drag my leg out of the bed. And I definitely looked in the mirror and I was like, "Mate, you're looking pretty bad. You know, you got bags under your eyes and stuff." And like, you, yeah, <laughs> it was it was definitely. <laughs> It was definitely wearing me down, um, you know. So yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it was hard. I mean, definitely the, the 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 sort of last big cycle from London to uh, Royal St Ports that was a toughie. You know, waking up at two thirty. Yeah, oh, man, that was hard. Yeah, um, and yeah, and then oh, oh, I guess you, you said- because you were near the end. And you had such a long journey. I mean, you, maybe you could have organised it to have a, had a, a shorter one, but you've done all that and then you're so close to home and you've got that massive journey to cycle. Was that was that the thing really? Or did you did you get some energy there that says, look, just do this and I'm, I'm, I'm done? Well, I, I guess I kind of saw the finish line inside. You know, it's, yeah. I knew I knew that big last ride was, was the last one. I knew, I knew the next day I just had the kind of the glory lap um you know which was like a couple of miles down the road uh so that was kind of cool but um yeah that was yeah and I got a puncher that day as well and that was that was an interesting one <laughs> but um yeah it was it was oh and sorry the, the point which I wanted to say earlier 
you said about I, I managed to avoid all cars. There was one car yeah, right on the eleventh yeah. of the fifty ninth minute of the hour that literally nearly wiped me out just as I was rolling into Royal St. Ports. It was the most bizarre experience. I was on Golf Club Road, which if any of you know deal, that is the road that leads you into St. Ports. I mean, I was literally probably two minutes from St. Ports. And there's me thinking, wow, this whole thing, I've nearly done it. This is nuts. Um, and then this car, you know, it. <laughs> I, I remember, it, well, you do, you remember these things. Um, and because the car was sort of it wasn't parked on the side of the road that you would drive it was on the opposite side so the driver couldn't see beyond the car that it was parked behind so then it had to kind of really get right out you know to then suddenly see um and uh yeah i I was you know just going about my business and this car sort of pulled out and i was like ah you know i was swerving out and i remember these runners who were just coming you know head on just ahead of me they're like yeah that was close and i was like yep (laughs) <laughs> you don't know how close um so yeah well, that's that that would have been typical wouldn't it you're so close to the end and then 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 you get that kind of scenario but it was um it was a close call for sure eh? yeah that was a close call and yeah just just how, how is it you cycle down dual carriageways everything else and you've got this little sleepy little road and a car just pops out what is that all about? So there you go. <laughs> did, you, did you, I mean, dual carriageways, I mean, there's trucks and all that on those. I mean, I don't like driving them in the rain, I mean, in the dark. I mean, just, they're terrible. But you were on a bike. Did they see you okay? Yeah, they must have done. Yeah, it was pretty nuts. It was pretty nuts. Uh, it was definitely times where I were, I, I was definitely thinking, this is just a beyond crazy. Uh, <laughs> and I, I, definitely had, I, I have to say, I definitely thought, yeah, my next few challenges are definitely going to go the scenic route. Um, but you know what? I've signed up to this and I'm going to finish it. So <laughs> that, that was yeah. definitely what was in my mind. And, and uh, you know, I, I got it done. And, you know, I'm, I'm hey, if, 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 if whatever challenge I ever do, whatever I ever do, if I ever say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do everything I physically can to do it. You know, and if I fail, then I'm going to fail in 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 the right way. You know, and that will be, you know, what he gave it his all. You know, and and I think that's 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 all I had in my mind. That's why I was on these dual carriageways and everything else, and that's why I cycled through the floods and why you know I I kept on getting up at the early hours after going to bed at midnight or beyond, and uh, you know, or why why I figured out stuff because you know it's funny when 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 you've got the weight of the world against you, so to speak, in terms of challenge and and and, and effort and everything else, um, you need something that's going to push you through, and uh, and that that was it. You know, I, I just knew I had this big calling, which was the charity, which was the adventure, which was all these different things, and yeah, it's 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 very cool to look back on it. Um, and as I say, it just goes to show that again, we can all do so much more. You've alluded to it already, Luke, and you've kind of just mentioned it, so I'll ask. Um, challenges for next year, are you going to let us in on those just yet, or have you got plans? Yeah, I've I've got definitely one which is 100% rubber stamped happening. Um, that's the one where I, I go and climb, uh, and, and basically, it's, I'm going to call it, I don't know if it's called this, but it'd be a swim run um, in, the, in the mountains, in the Lake District. I will... Uh, basically hit 18 different shots into 18 different lakes so uh, I, I will go to lake one for example hit a floating ball into the lake and then go and swim out and go and get it 
Um, and these will be high altitude lakes. So there'll be tarns, not just lakes, the, the sort of smaller lakes. Um, and uh, I think it's about 10,000 feet worth of uh, climbing that will happen ascent. Uh, it'd be 40 miles worth of, of, of trails. I'm toying with the idea of doing it all over one day. Um, yeah. <laughs> you got our attention there. <laughs> one day, how are you going to... Okay. Yeah, just... I'm, I'm fed up questioning things because you always do them. Yeah, but, I do. Know, I mean, no. Just do it, you know. Uh, and, and uh, yeah. <laughs> On this occasion, I will choose, like, the longest day of the year or something like that because, you know, yeah, I don't that, really that, want to be swimming in those lakes when it's dark. But uh, You're not going to cycle, are you? Uh, no, no, no. That that would just be just some crazy mountain trails. Um, yeah, uh, but you're not going to cycle between them. You're just going to take a car this time, yeah? No, no, no. I'm just just forty miles on foot. Yeah, just just on foot. Just 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 basically run the fells, and you know, I'll run with my my. my I don't know if I do it in a wetsuit. I don't know. I'll figure it out. Um, you know, I'll try and get my body temperature up whilst I run. We better get making a wetsuit. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think the bunker mentality uh, mid layers will be put to the test then, definitely. Oh, God, um, yeah. But then again, it's June, so it might be nice and warm. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, well, that's it then. I mean, you've just said June will be nice and warm. Tom wants to come along with you. He, he's up for that challenge. <laughs> 40, 40 miles, he's thinking, oh, no problem. No problem. Do you think, Tom? I'm thinking the shorter distance that you hit into the lakes, the shorter swim you've got. So. Yeah, take that wedge with you. You'll be fine. <laughs> no, I, well, I, don't know. I think I think you know you you need to explore these lakes. I mean, I have to say, when I did my big swim, and uh, and I swam out over the the ridge of the lake, my goodness, it scared the living heebie-jeebies out of me. Uh, so, I'm kind of in looking forward to to having that experience again. I have to say, uh, I know that sounds really weird, but. Like I'm really not looking forward to that, but because of that, I am really looking forward to it because I know that's where I grow as an individual and everything else. So yeah, I'm super excited about that. But um, yeah, that'd be one. Uh, the other one I'm looking at, I'm scoping out something pretty nuts at the minute. Um, uh, Kerry, County Kerry in Ireland. Um, County Kerry, yeah. So Bally Bunyan and you have Dingle and yeah. well, you just have so many incredible golf courses um it's safe to say truly um yeah anyway a lot of great golf courses i think there's about seven really great ones on the coastline like which really hug the coast uh, there's a few inland as well but i'm Is that thinking... going to be a sea kayak then between the between no the it's going to play them all at one time i'm thinking yeah I'm, I'm thinking of doing it over three days and just getting on the bike and Cycling that coast, it'd be about three three hundred miles ish, maybe a bit more. Um, seven rounds of golf, which there would be, um, and uh, yeah, yeah, just some remarkable Irish hospitality, scenery, jaw dropping amazingness. Uh, so yeah, that that would be pretty cool. Like challenge, challenge carry. <laughs> We'll we'll come along and make sure you get a few drinks down in the evening. I think that would be our plan. Really. <laughs> I might, you know, I, I haven't I haven't drunk at all for many many years, but I might have a, I might definitely have a little Guinness there. I think that might you've be got good. to have a Guinness. Well, I was going to say earlier because when when you said about the gifts that you were given at, at Carnoustie and things like that, I thought surely Guinness didn't give you a dram. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I do know that there's a lot of Scots believe that's like a a, a, a magical thing, but I, I'm not sure it would help you um, on that journey in particular. Okay. You know. 
Let's yeah, see, I, I went past a lot of distilleries, I have to say, on my, my, my travels. And uh, Yes, there are. there's a heck of a lot up there now, yeah. So, okay, so, so that's, um, that's a couple of things. What about downscaling it and doing something a little bit more close to home or, you know, I don't know, something maybe others can get involved with? It doesn't include running or cycling or maybe a game of golf. <laughs> Look, all I can say to you is um, in terms of a game of golf, I will happily play a game of golf, a wonderful game of golf with anyone. You know, just just pick up the phone and, and uh, you know, if I've got the time, I'll, I'll, I'll you know, I'll, I know it's a fairly big comment there, but, you know, why not? You know, if, if, if people can make their way to me, then why wouldn't I, you know, I love, I love sharing my stories and, um, you know, and, and I guess in the long run, you know, I, I, I do, I'd love to write a book about, you know, the adventurous side of golf and the, and the people that I meet along the way. There's a long way to go before that happens. Look, I'm a, I'm a dyslexic guy, you know, and words don't come easy, but that doesn't stop me. You know, I try and read two books a month or one book, at least a month. Um, you know, and, and I, I'm trying to write a bit, a little bit from time to time. And, you know, again, a big adventure that would be for me, you know, yeah. eventually you think of in terms of mountains, but that's an adventure. That's a step into the unknown. That's me testing myself. Um, and I just want to share these stories and I want, I want it, you know, I want it to be infectious and I want people to then take, take the story and do what they will with it. And so, yeah, I am, you know, I am, I'm a man who is definitely on a, on a mission. I want to share these stories and share everything and, you know, if if people want to want to join me, I, I I have to say one thing. You know, Ke- challenge Kerry, uh, the challenge in the in the lakes. Um, you know, I've 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 got another idea of doing seventy two holes of golf on four different golf courses in under four hours. Um, you know, I I I I really want. I'd love to have more people there, at least on the finish line. You know, see me off and, and you know, got you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just I just love it. You know, it's so much fun, and I love I love having. I remember when I did my world record attempt at, at Woking Golf Club, and there was loads of people there, and it was so much fun. It's just so fun, you know. And then you know, talking to these people about, it, and they're like, "Wow, how did you do this?" And I'm like, "Yeah, well, you know, it's it's." And then they sort of say, "Well, maybe I should try it." And like, "Yeah, go on, go, 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 give it a go." That's super cool, you know. So you know, the platform of social media and everything else is incredible but there's a better platform which is having people there in person you know and i just yeah you know yeah. it's, it's that, i think i think that's definitely a big thing for for next year i'd love to get that bit right you know and, and actually get yeah. people cycle because i had a guy cycling alongside me around st andrew's area and that was cool we we're just chatting and he's, he's and then later and then he actually did a little donation on the just giving page which is awesome so yeah, cool so yeah if i could well, I, think, I think that's possible i mean you know if we if we um get a heads up on it and we can promote it and we can maybe get some people to do that. I think we'd quite like to come along to a couple of events and, and then do some video and promote it that way as well. Because I think you're right, being being involved um, will help, uh, you know, push the whole thing forward, get more interest, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, we'd like to be involved in that and, um, and help you to do that. I, I think that I'm still in awe of the whole thing. It's just been an amazing um, – I'm also sort of like – I can't believe we're just talking about this now, and and how you, it, it seemed to go quite easily. It was very straightforward. It was we were checking every day, watching everything, and we kept thinking this is kind of like you know happening quite straightforward here. But we thought, I certainly thought it was it was it was much more 
of a massive challenge than you made it look. You seem to have done a fantastic job on it. And um, it's been amazing. I think you should be very, very proud of yourself. And um, hopefully we can continue the adventures because, yeah, you're, you're obviously you're thinking about them already. Have you got any plans for the – because obviously it's dark now and, you know, winter's coming on. Do you, are you going to play any golf during the winter or you're not going to do anything adventurous during the winter, are you? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I love the idea of actually winter because winter is, everyone knows that winter is hard and crazy and scary. And in the, in itself, that is an adventure. So I don't know. There might yeah. be something come up. Um, the, in terms of golf, yeah, I'm going to play uh, a local pro event, which would be quite fun on Friday. Um, and oh, yeah. Clubs, yeah. Yeah. So, and then, and then, you know, I'll go out and play with my members, and I, look, I'm just a golf nut. You know, I love playing golf. You know, and every every day that I'm at my golf club or we're at a golf club, I make sure to play at least two holes, and if not, I get get a hole round in. You know, I just I love yeah. the game. You know, so I try my hardest to get out. You know, or even just at the very least in the nets. But I, you know, it's that it's a big effort for me to go in the nets. I, I'd, I'd rather be on the golf course. You know, and that's that's where I, where I belong. Um, so well. Yeah, you're obviously you're definitely a golf addict, um, as, as as well as a great adventurer. So look, it's been fantastic, very very well done. We're so proud of you actually because it's been amazing. And just listening to some of that stuff about the dark with the bike and all that, it's been quite astonishing what you've achieved. So I hope the um, the charity um, is pleased with it, and we will definitely um, happy to support you in anything you want to go we do going forward. So. Um, Thanks for coming on again, and um, and we'll chat to you pretty soon, I would imagine. <laughs> I'm sure you will. Things <laughs> are working out. You'll be in touch for me very, very soon because I'll have some other nonsense coming up. So, yeah, it's great. Well, that's that's keeping that adventure. You never know what's around the corner, and that's the beauty of it. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on again. Thanks very much, Luke. Thank Thanks, you. Luke. Yeah, Luke. <laughs>